It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome everyone. It's Josephine here and I am so excited about our show today. We will be talking about a super, super important topic, which I am going to give my business tip of the week based on that topic. So, um, the tip is all about the importance of trying to create a dream team. You know, anybody that comes and works for your company should be somebody that has, maybe they'll never have the exact amount of passion that you have for your business, but somebody who really believes in what your company is trying to accomplish. And the idea is to create a dream team as best as you possibly can. Because what happens is when you get positive people together behind you, it just creates momentum. And the better your team is, the faster your business will move forward. So that's the business tip of the day. All right. With that, I would like to um, give you a little background about our amazing guest today. Our guest is Annette McLaughlin, and Annette is an experienced career coach. She's a learning professional and a human resources strategist. In 2013, she founded Career Coach 360, which received the 2014 New York State Small Business Development Corporation's Phoenix Award. Career Coach 360 focuses on elevating people and organizations to the next level through three service lines, training, coaching, and consulting. Prior to starting her own firm, she was VP of Talent and created Career um, career advisors, the outplacement and coaching division for the response company, a professional recruiting and advisory services firm specializing in healthcare technology, accounting and finance, marketing, human resources, legal and banking recruitment. So as you can see, Annette has major credentials behind her. Most recently, she was a program director of Manhattanville College's Masters of Science in Human Resource Management and Organizational Effectiveness. In 2012, she graduated from Leadership Westchester, a United Way nonprofit leadership program providing training for nonprofit board members. She is an active community volunteer for education, health, art, environmental and technology initiatives that focus on her personal mission, which is to educate, encourage, and empower anyone to hear options, feel valued, valued, and see a better future. Okay, 
with that, let's just bring Annette on to paying it forward. Good morning, Annette. How are you today? Good morning, Josephine. I'm great. Thank you so much <laughs> for the wonderful well, introduction and the opportunity today. Oh, well, you're so welcome, Annette. Um, I could go on and on and on with all of your credentials here because you're just an amazing person, and I feel honored that you're coming on my show. So, Annette, thank you for taking time out of your really busy schedule to be part of um, our show this morning. You're very welcome. It's definitely my pleasure. Great. So, Annette, my question to you is, did you ever really think that you were going to be the successful entrepreneur you are today? I don't think that it was in my original plan. You know, someday I've always worked in organizations and created things from scratch, being part of an existing company. So that's certainly something I built several organizations from the ground up, but it wasn't definitely like on my career path. Someday I'll be an entrepreneur. And um, it just, it ended up being the greatest opportunity ever when I had the idea that I could take the background that I'd learned and to be able to, you know, educate, encourage, and empower others. And it's sometimes difficult to do that within an existing organization, so it made sense to start my own company. Well, I think that's exactly what you do, is you bring out the best in people, and it's a win-win situation for everybody involved, and I really think that has a lot to do with your success, you know, as also the fact that you have so many years of great, great experience, and that that you're able to apply all of that knowledge to help, you know, all of your clients go to the next level, which is so great. So, with that, Annette, tell us, what is your business? Well, the business, you know, in one of the programs that I went through was the Leadership Westchester program where you have to create your own vision and mission. And so as an entrepreneur, I think it's very important that you become clear, you know, what is your business and who are you helping? Who's your audience? And so that um, really, once I created that mission statement that everything that I've done throughout my career has been to educate, encourage, and empower others to move to the next level, that became you know, what I was, the vision and the mission, and then how to do that, you know, is through three mm-hmm. different types of programs, whether it's training, um, coming into corporations or nonprofits, and educating and training people because they don't have the knowledge, uh, whether it is coaching them so they have the knowledge, maybe they have the ability, but they just need some more desire um, uh-huh. or, you know, to motivate them. And then thirdly, the consulting where it's, they probably have the desire and the ability, but they need a little bit more direction. So uh, yeah. it became very clear to me that those were the three lines of business I wanted to be in to help organizations and people continue to grow. And in today's current market, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee, it's really important that every month you gain a new skill and continue to develop your skill set because businesses and organizations are changing. And I believe the average employment is about, within any one role, is about 18 months now. So that's oh really Oh, my gosh. Annette, I cannot believe that, that number. 18 months when, meanwhile, after graduating from college for me, if you weren't with a company, you know, for five or seven years, 
you know, you were considered, if you only stayed in a company for two years, you were considered a jumper, somebody who jumped from job to job. Isn't that amazing? Right. Yes. It, I mean, it's changed dramatically. And sometimes that 18 months is staying with the same company, but moving positions. But okay. even then, you know, the average number, according to Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, everyone's going to have three to five different careers within their lifetime and work for an average of 10 to 20 employers. So it, it's a very different world of work. Isn't that interesting, Annette? So I was just reading an article the other day about, um, you know, moms who are in their 40s and 50s who are considering a career change. And years ago, you'd say, oh, my gosh, you're too old to really even get yourself involved in going back to work and everything. But nowadays, with the pattern that you just mentioned, it seems more likely that somebody can really do that and really follow their passion and look for a, a new career. Absolutely. And that is, you know, you're going to be working till 70 or 80. So you've got 25 to 30, 20 to 30 years, you know, within that time frame after 50 to continue to add value and, and to give back and to pay it forward. And uh, whether you're returning to the workplace which many people are doing, and and it's adding great value within our organizations, or whether you're you know starting your own business because I've worked with many entrepreneurs that have an idea and a passion, you know for example a family recipe in and fudge that then have created jobs and opportunities um, in small towns in, in the south and and created an entire factory you know using their family recipe. Yeah, isn't it amazing? And, you know, it's just how technology changed. Also, it does make, that has to have a big impact on it as well. Do you agree on that? Oh, yes. So the changing technology, once again, the speed of technology changes so quickly, and that's why some of these jobs or strategies within organizations are, you know, moving so quickly. Because yeah. the competitors are changing or the process has changed or it's, the technology is shortened. You know, the ability to work remotely you know, is, is definitely, you know, and we're always on. So that's the other. There's an upside and a downside <laughs> to technology. It's, um, no, being I think you're to, so right. But, you know, to use your example about somebody who has that secret family recipe for a fudge, it's amazing that you can just go online and start selling your stuff in a matter of minutes. Absolutely. You know, getting that digital president presence and, and the media, you know, you can do, I have a lot of people I work with with great ideas and you don't have to be in, you know, one location brick and mortar anymore. Yeah, this is great because, you know, I'll tell you, as a person with a product um, selling a product to the big stores, um, there are a lot of expenses that are involved just to get your product on the shelf. And um, if you do sell online, all of those expenses kind of go away. So it's, it is a great option. And uh, you can also just test the waters, which is all good. But right. we have just a minute left to this segment of the show. When we come back, Annette, I would absolutely love to pick your brain as a small business owner 
that maybe you could give us some tips on how to create that dream team. Like what should we really be looking for when we're trying to hire somebody? Is there a method to the madness to really make sure that we're hiring qualified people? Does that sound good to you, Annette? That sounds great. <laughs> I can't I wait to, to pick it. your That's brain because part. you know what? The better your employees are, the greater your team is. I really do believe it takes you to the next level. And I agree too. All right, great. So we're just going to come up on a quick break. And when we come back, um, Annette McLaughlin is going to tell us more about how to hire the right people for our company. So stay with us, everyone, and we will be back shortly. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Mark Lipinski is coming to TogiNet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on TogiNet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Annette McLaughlin with us from Career Coach. Um, hyphen360.com. That is Annette's website if anybody wants to go look at it during the show. So, okay, um, Annette, before break, we had mentioned that, um, in my opinion, one of the most important things you need to do for your small business is create that dream team. Um, can you tell us about, is there like a process that we can go through to get it right? 
Absolutely. I mean, the, the process in and of itself, the best hires are actually, you know, referrals. So when you have someone that can refer someone to you. But these, you, and you start with building that rapport with them. Uh, in, you know, in the corporate world, there's typically an eight to six step process. You know, as an entrepreneur, you can, you don't have to go through all six to eight steps. Uh, okay. But yet, you want to make sure that you are qualifying that the person that comes to you really believes in your product or service. So once again, you've got to be on the same team. As the business owner or the entrepreneur, you're going to have more passion for it, but you certainly want the people that you hire to believe in your own vision and mission as well, even if it's not at the same level of enthusiasm. So okay. Is, is there a secret to get them on board quicker? A secret to getting them on board quicker is that um, I really like and enjoy using behavioral interview questions, and that is a process where you make people be very clear in what they've done in the past um, based on the hiring competencies of the job. So, oh, for I like example, that. Can you give you us some examples person- of behavioral interview questions? Yes, behavioral interview questions. It's, um, the, the theory is past behavior is a predictor of future behavior. Okay. So as you're talking to people, and many people do this in the interview process in and of itself, I, and they don't know that they're doing behavioral interview questions. Behavioral interview questions begin with something, with something such as, you know, give me an example of a time when you had a difficult situation with the client. What did you do and how did you handle it? So you're asking the person really to pull from their previous experience and explain to you their thought process and how they work with clients. This is great and so important because just like you said, if they've done it in the past, chances are they're going to do it working for you too. Correct. And it's much more difficult to change someone's behavior, uh, you know, than Mm -hmm. to teach them fresh. This is great. understand where, you know, how they typically behave. Um, you know, another one, it's, so it's give me an example or tell me a time when you disagreed with your boss. What was the situation and how did you handle it? So oh, that's my a gosh, Annette, that's for, a tough one. I can yeah, only imagine somebody saying conflict? that to me because you have to say something. Do you have a good answer for somebody? Like, <laughs> is there, if somebody is out there looking for a job, do you have some kind of response? Like, what is considered a good response and a bad one? Well, a a good response, you know, one, you have to be specific, and then how you turned around the situation. You know, in a a coaching session, actually, yesterday, I was working with a a client who definitely had a disagreement with the boss, and it was more of a power struggle. Um, Uh And instead of coming to the table initially and trying to work things out, they went through months of, when I was not involved, months of, um, (laughs) you know, just avoiding each other which doesn't do any good in the workplace. You can't really function as a team and avoid one another. Um, ultimately, it got to a situation where, you know, didn't agree with what the boss was asking to do because they were asking you to break rules of the company. And then they sat down and had a conversation where it's like, I understand you're asking me to do these things. It's my understanding that this is against company policy. Can you help me understand why we're doing it? So sometimes just Great. having that open dialogue makes a big mm-hmm. difference. Oh, that's great. Annette, yeah, so I, I love those behavioral interview questions that we can just ask. 
Is there any uh, red flags that we need to look at when we're interviewing potential employees? Red flags are typically, you know, if they can't answer the questions directly. Okay. Uh, if they haven't done something and tell you they have, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, you know, so it's, um, and if they're, if they seem to be avoiding something because you want to get to the truth. So the, you know, the red flags, um, you definitely, you know, in looking at the resume and looking at the LinkedIn profile, do they match up? Um, you know, so you want to make sure that you're hiring someone that's going to be straightforward with you, even under difficult circumstances. It's, okay. it's not what you say, but how you handle it. So everyone knows that things have happened. Uh, many people have had time off between jobs, been let go. That's sort of the norm. So instead of avoiding it, just come straight forward. You know, there was a restructuring. Unfortunately, I was let go. I've taken some time off, and now I'm ready to reenter since that time, I've done these things. So you fill in the blank. Perfect. Oh, I love that, Annette. So I um, knew you were the perfect person to interview about this because you've got all the right answers. <laughs> so, well, Annette, my question to you is, how can we find really good people? Any suggestions on that? Well, finding the good people, they're definitely out there. Um, you know, you need to be clear into your message um, and and project confidence in your business. And then, so I have the three C's for hiring. It's clarity in the message on both the candidate and the employer side. Um, confidence, you know, that you know that you can do the job because if you don't believe in it or you don't believe in your company, it's not going to succeed. You've got to have that confidence. And then chemistry. And the chemistry is the hardest part. It's, you know, sometimes the fit, 70% of hiring is based on your gut and a good fit. Um, so your, your question about how do you find those people, 86% of people getting hired are coming from referrals. So you really need to have a very solid foundation and of a network. Um, some, some networks, you know, it's, it's your community. It's your colleges, if you you know, or high schools, colleges, universities, your alumni groups. Uh, certainly, you know, whatever your product is, try and find people that are interested in that and go to that niche market. So, what you're saying, Annette, is um, all business owners out there who really haven't reconnected with their alumni associations in a while should probably reach out to them. To see if maybe they have qualified candidates. And, and, you know, and in LinkedIn is one of the top resources for, you know, for identifying talent. So you can even go into LinkedIn and they're under connections, the tab connections. There's actually an alumni tab, which automatically brings up all of the alumni from your school. So LinkedIn actually does it for you in their data analytics. So, you know what I love about what you just said? You know, going back to the three things that have to be present in order to have that great match, the clarity, the confidence, and chemistry, is that it applies to both the business owner and the candidate. And now we talk about social media. And you know what, Annette? Same situation. It applies to both. It applies to the candidate and it applies to the business because – you know, the companies have to have, we should have our LinkedIn profile 
perfected because anybody who's considering working for us is also going to do the same. Correct. And that's how you can search and find them on the keywords of your organization or your company or your business. Um, That's where you bring in that match. Yeah, I think this is great. Okay, wonderful. So anything else we need to know about um, hiring employees? I guess the thing is um, when – let me just see what I – I just kind of lost my train of thought with the dog barking in the background. (laughs) Sorry about that, Annette. No, I just wanted to say let's talk about referrals. How many referrals referrals should we really request? For each and candidate. So, right. Putting it Not out the there referrals. Are, I mean um, recommendations. Referrals and recommendations. In, in the end, the number one rule I always use is hire on attitude and train on skill. Okay, great. If you can okay, find perfect. someone with the right attitude and more than likely they have the aptitude to learn and the desire, then you're going to – you can train them on most of the processes or the business. Okay, perfect. All right, Annette, let me just see what else we want to talk about employees here. Um, let's just look at this and say, so, uh, Annette, are there any other kind of um, personality traits that you think we should be looking for? The, the personality trait, you know, it is um, a willingness to learn. So ask the person, you know, what was the last um, skill you learned? You know, how are you improving yourself, basically? You know, one of the – we talked about going back to the alumni, but also I think the people – there's a huge talent pool of people who've stepped out of the workforce that are looking to step back in. And so I think don't overlook that crowd because they have the desire and the aptitude um, and the attitude. So definitely look at that pool of candidates. Okay. I have to tell you one thing that I've noticed personally, and I've talked about this on my show, and you could tell me what you think, Annette, is that it's so important as a small business owner to remove yourself emotionally from the people that you hire because it's you have to put your business hat on. And I recently interviewed somebody who's very, very successful. And she would say to me, you know, she actually had two businesses. The first time around, she said she had personal relationships with everyone. She'd go out after work, after they had a great week, and they'd go out to the local restaurant and have dinner together and all that stuff. The second time around, she really learned from her experience and she took her emotion out of her business and she said, you know what, this is a business and kind of put her foot down and said, I'm going to run this like a real business. And I could just see that sometimes it's kind of really important to do that. What do you think? I think I think it is. I think it's, you want to still, uh, you know, be appreciative of your employees. It's the little things that matter. You know, the thank yous, you did a good job with specific feedback. Um, I think the other thing that small business owners or anyone in a management role also has trouble giving constructive feedback. So when someone hasn't done something, you want to phrase it in a positive way, but make sure that they learn from it because you're That's laying down perfect. the foundation and they're only going to continue you know, to do it in the not greatest way if you don't tell them they haven't done it well. 
So, you know, constructive feedback. The personal relationships, that, that's a tough one. Um, it's hard not to get involved, but yet you're going to have to make difficult business decisions if things aren't going well, uh, you know, from performance or from a business standpoint. And if you are right connected to them in a personal With Josephine Jaros, yeah. right after these okay. on We're going to take a quick com. break, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. Thanks, everyone. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. We have Annette McLaughlin with us. So, Annette, right before uh, we broke on break, we were talking about the importance um, of having a personal relationship with your employees. So, tell us a little bit more of that. I'm sorry, you had gotten cut off right before the break. So, tell us a little more about that. So I think it's just each business owner has to make their own decision as how personally involved they need to be or not be. Um, it's certainly important to appreciate and thank your employees. They are there to do a job and you are paying them, but you want them to be feel appreciated and part of the company. You don't necessarily have to have you know, all of the personal relationships because sometimes when you're having to make difficult business decisions, that will get in the way. And, um, and, and some of your employees don't want the personal relationships either, but they may feel like they, they're obligated to go out to dinner with you and things along those lines. Right. Okay. So I think you're right. I think at a certain point you do have to create somewhat of a little barrier, but I agree with you a hundred percent. The more, I think it's important to make, um, employees feel appreciated. So I think. I think that's great. So let's segue into the fact of 
the importance of motivation. I mean, how can we motivate our employees to do the best that they can do? I think that's a great topic, you know, and I think it's it's one of the things that, you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, managing a team, a group, staying positive, you know, it's like you you have to come in and show up every day positive to make thing to make a difference and and to motivate, you know, people feed off of your energy and your enthusiasm. So it's very important, you know, that you have that, um, you know, even on a daily basis, or if you don't, you may need to, you know, separate yourself, you know, uh, <laughs> even the smallest things in the morning. I had one client that uh, we really worked on her attitude and motivation. She'd been at a job, had been overlooked for a promotion, and then she just sort of went into, you know, a shell. And I, I had to, you know, really talk to her about motivating her to come out of that shell and to even say hello and good morning to people. And um, it actually got recognized by one of her employees, you know, by one of her coworkers. They came over and said, I don't know what you've been through, but I'm so glad it's over because you're now oh, coming in with a smile, you're saying hello, and it really makes a difference. Uh, fast forward, she's now up for her promotion. So oh, it, great. You know, little things, a smile, a hello, make a big difference um, as well. And this is great. You know, the the motivation, you know, you talked about the personal relationships. You don't have to take people out to dinner, but maybe, you know, a, a luncheon, you know, to appreciate. Um, a lot of my clients on the consulting side, you know, will do lunch and learns once a month where they bring in an outside consultant to on a specific topic of time management, customer service, sales, whatever the business topic is, and have a lunch and learn. So you're getting some personal relationships, getting to know people better while you're also elevating their skill set and learning um, in a team. And and that goes a long way. You know, you're investing in them. Yeah. I I think it's it's important for each, you know, employee to feel that they're appreciated and their opinion matters. I think that's almost a bigger part, Annette, I just remember when I was in corporate America, I do remember one of my employees who sat down and he used to hang on every word I would say to him. And I would look at him, I'll never forget, sitting down in a restaurant in Manhattan, thinking in my head, but wait a second, I'm half his age. Why is he so interested in knowing what I have to say? But the point of the matter is, he did respect me and it made me want to work really hard for him. And I think it goes back to what you said is that, you know, he probably knew exactly what he was doing with me and he really did motivate me to to want to just excel, not only for myself, but for the business also. Right. And you have to take a look at, you know, each person's an individual and you have to meet them where they are at that point in time. And that's where it's important, you know, there's, I use the two-by-two chart with, you know, one axis being desire and one being ability. And if people have the desire and the ability, then all you need to do is remind them of what they need to do. If they are high on desire but low on ability, you need to, you know, motivate them. Um, And if they're, you need to educate them. If they have the ability but they don't understand it, then that's the education piece. Uh, for those people that are low desire and low ability, 
it's the command. You just have to tell them what to do. But quite frankly, those are the people that are not going to stay long term. So. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's I, where you, I agree you don't with want to you. Be telling people what to do every day <laughs> to motivate them and, and educate them. That's so funny. So, all right, Annette. So this is great. I mean, really good information here. Let's just talk a little bit more about your business. What is your favorite part about your business, Annette? I, I think I know the answer. Can I guess? I, I know you as a person for a long time. It's the fact that you get to help so many people. Am I right about that? Absolutely. It's, um, you know, I love what I do, and it just gives me so much, um, you know, satisfaction, you know, just enjoyment to when the light bulb goes off for somebody because they've learned something new. Um, I've given them a different perspective. A lot of times it's just talking through with a coach or a consultant, you know, with the business owners, um, their issues. A lot of times they even have the answer within themselves. And, but just talking it through with the coach and having a process and having action items to move it forward. You know, that, that's what really yeah. brings the clarity so that people can be successful. Well, I feel like you have a certain skill, Annette, where you can sit down with your clients and you drag the information out of them and they don't even realize that you're capturing all of the information. And if they're stuck or paralyzed, you've got this knack of of getting them to move forward. And that probably is so rewarding. I can only imagine. Yes, it, it definitely is. And, you know, for most people in finding your passion and what motivates you and, you know, where your career path is, there's a, an exercise where you write down seven stories from even your earliest memories of what you had fun doing and what you enjoyed. And and for me, it was training. I started training uh Riding lesson, teaching riding lessons when I was 10 years old, and I've been in a training capacity throughout my corporate career. So it's, you know, meeting people where they are at their skill level and taking them to where they need to go next. And, and that's really, you know, like I said, it goes back to my earliest memories. Uh, and, and it stayed a consistent theme throughout my career and throughout my life. So I, I feel very fa- fortunate that I found it and I understand it and that I can create my own business around it. Oh, I love it. So as a business owner, Annette, tell us the importance of networking because I know you are a really big networker. And it's funny because at networking events that we've gone to together, it's like you get a crowd of people around you that just want to pick your brain (laughs) and because you're so – you have information that people want to know all about. So tell us the importance of networking. Networking, you know, people are key. It's, I, I use the, you know, the phrase, people are the fabric of our lives. You know, it, it's what makes us and keeps us going as a community, as a business, as a team. Uh, so the networking, the people is, are very critical to every step of the process. Uh, with, you know, or, it's, it really is the key. So I think with networking itself, um, you know, there needs to be, you have to have some type of process, you know, what are the events you're going to go to and why. Uh, I think it's, it's great, you know, you want to meet a handful of good, solid connections, you know, those people that, um, and then follow up with them. I think the, the main thing is people show up at events, they get cards, and then they don't do anything with it. 
and, and we're all, you know, I can even think of, I went to a, a healthcare coaching conference in September and I still have, you know, five great people I met that I still need to reconnect with. And that's on my list to do today. You know, at least send them a happy holidays, happy new years. Um, so it, it's the follow-up, which is where things happen. Yeah, I think it's so difficult, Annette, for any small business owner. If there was one big challenge that we have, I think our biggest challenge is follow-up. I, I just hear it over and over and over again, no matter how successful you know business owners are. Follow-up takes time, and it's it's hard to really make it a priority when you've got so many balls going on at the same time. But I agree with you, and I like that idea of reconnecting with them for the holidays because chances are they've been just as busy as you. So I think that's a great idea. Right. And I think the other the other tip I would give is it's never too late to reach out. It's never too late to thank you. Um, I literally, last year, I picked up the phone and called someone I hadn't seen in five years because I needed someone to develop a curriculum, and they had the skill set. And they remembered me. You know, you're like, I can't believe you remember me, but it's been more than five <laughs> years. But they did, you know, and they had the skill set and it worked. You know, I think that's, you know, that is the talent that I have is making the match. The best thing that I do is identifying the talent, knowing what the work is and being able to bring the two together at the right yeah. time. So, so is that how you would distinguish yourself? Is that how you define how you distinguish yourself as a matchmaker, Annette? It really, it really is, uh, you know, coming from the recruitment field for so many years, which I just, you know, I love, it's like, what a better, what better job than to, you know, help a client who needs, who has a need, and then help a candidate get work, you know, that to me is like the best of both worlds. Yeah, you're so funny, because Annette, years ago, I um, was at a conference, and um, I was kind of going through an MBA training program at the time, and I just remember the head of recruiting. I used to sit in that chair, looking up, saying to myself, what a cool job that is. You get to meet a lot of people, and you get to kind of match their skills, and I just, I think you're right. It becomes a win-win situation for all, and it was, it's probably a fun career. It, it is a fun career, and it's, you know, I, I do think with, you know, with the follow-up in today, now that you have LinkedIn, now that you have, you know, constant contact, there are other, there are products out there that make it easier. I think it's people just hold themselves back, uh, that, and they don't do it. So my, my encouragement is just do it. What have you got to lose? You know, right. who doesn't want to be thought of? Yeah. All right. Well, we're coming up on another quick break. And when we come back, Annette McLaughlin is going to share five of her best business tips. So we'll be right back, everyone. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. 
Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for B-Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be Is Up To Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur or be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Annette McLaughlin with us. So, Annette, um, I'd like to just give you an opportunity to tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions or um, about hiring or perhaps they might even want to hire you as a consultant because you are really, really good, and I'm vouching for you, Annette. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, yes, my you know my website is careercoach-360.com, and I am an active LinkedIn user, so certainly connect with me through LinkedIn. That's a great way that I stay connected with people and connect other people to other opportunities as well. And then certainly, you know, Annette at careercoach-360.com is my email, and you know, all the other information is on the website itself. Um, understanding that what I do is, you know, in, in the three different areas, whether it is training and, you know, some of the topics that I train on are sales and service, time management, leadership, um, emotional intelligence, and then, you know, the training I do on LinkedIn is one of my uh, you know, best sellers as well. And, and most of my training topics are actually on the website as well. Uh, the okay. coaching, you know, I do both uh, corporate coaching. Um, if there are issues, one of the biggest issues right now in the workplace, uh, you know, just is in conflict and resolving conflict um, and or trying to performance manage people. So I work in helping the corporations with their individuals uh, that need performance-based changes. And then the consulting is, you know, the – that runs the gamut of uh, what what the companies need. I've come in and created hiring processes for specific companies. I've come in on a hiring basis where they have the candidate pool, but they don't have time to interview. Uh, the other, you know, whether it's talent management, creating a pipeline of talent and how you're going to do that, having people create a talent path. You know, if you have an existing corporate entity, but you don't know what people's skills are and how to move them to the next level, 
doing the 360-degree reviews um, can also be helpful. So those are, you know, the three buckets that I work in, and, and certainly I'd you know, be happy to speak to people about their organizations and their issues um, or their situations as well to see if I can't shed some light to move it forward. Oh, this is perfect. Annette, thanks so much. If we ha- I don't know if we're going to have time, but if we do, I, I would love to talk a little bit about time management. We can wrap it up with that. But let's get going with our five business tips. So um, we can see if we have time for that. So, all right, let's see. The first business tip you have here, Annette, is create a vision and or mission. So tell us about that. I think this goes back to making sure you have a clear message that the people, your team, your clients understand, you know, who you are, uh, what you do, and basically how you can help them. Great. And so that's, that's that clear message. And if you, if you don't have a vision and a mission statement, then, um, then it's very hard for people to follow you. So I think yeah. it's that clear I, message. I think the entire business – the business plan, your everyday operations, everything just falls under that vision and or mission. So I agree with you, Annette, it's crucial in a business. Okay, so we have business tip number two, have a target market or niche market. Tell us about that. So when you have a target market or a niche market, things tend to overlap and customers or clients refer other people if they're in that same niche. So, for example, you know, you want to be in, um, uh, like, one of my niches is higher education. I work with a lot of colleges and universities. And so then you get referrals to other opportunities within those organizations because they all know each other. If you are instead, the opposite would be you're doing something in consumer products over here, you're doing something in manufacturing over there, you know, you're doing something in higher ed. If you're all over the place, nothing, the circles aren't going to interact and it's just going to be, you're going to be spinning your wheels in a lot of different places without anything coinciding and developing and growing a business. So you can, you can always expand your niche market or go into another niche or target, but start with the target market so that you're not scattered and you're more okay. precise. I think that's, that's key and important, especially as small business owners have limited resources a lot of time. So pick your largest or your best target market, start there. And then I like what you said is you can always expand at a later time if you want. Correct. So, so get some- I th- Get some traction. Get them what, Annette? Traction and get get, get some business there. Okay, great. Okay, business tip number three, surround yourself with positive people. Oh, my gosh, you're so right about this, Annette. It's crucial and important. Tell us about that. So I think, you know, positive, you know, it, when you're positive and the people around you are, things happen. And, and it's, you know, it's, I see it in so many organizations, the people that aren't happy and aren't positive, it really brings down the entire morale of the team and the people around them. And, and you know, being positive and having, regardless of what's going on around you, there's always a reason to be grateful and to have the gratitude. And, you know, it, it's so important just to show up every day and leave whatever else you have behind. Uh, there's a huge movement now and a lot more on mindfulness and staying present. 
And if you can stay present and in the moment, it helps to stay positive because you're not thinking about the things that have gone wrong in the past or what could go wrong in the future. You're just there and you're present and you're enjoying that moment and that positive time. Okay. I like that. That's important. Okay. Business tip number four, attitude is more important than skills. You know, we had this discussion the last time we talked, and you're so, so right about this. Tell us about this, Annette. Well, this goes back to, you know, the recruiting process and deciding, you know, who you want to bring on board, who you want to join your team, and that if they have the attitude and the ability and they're willing to learn, then that's a better hire than maybe someone who's actually done the exact job before. And that, you know, so they ha- obviously you have to have the basic skill set for the job, the minimum core competencies. And then beyond that, are they willing to learn and grow new things, you know, and, and really embrace learning and embrace growing? Uh, because that, that attitude is going to go a long, long way. And it, you know, it dovetails back into being positive. You know, the, the two kind of go hand in hand as well. And it's so funny because I think your fifth business tip also does the same, which is ability and desire. Tell us about that. Well, that's what we, we were discussing. You know, you can put on the the, man, the two by two chart or the matrix of, you know, one line being the ability. So do they have the ability to learn? And then the other is the desire. And that's how you figure out when you're managing different people what each person needs. So if they have, you know, high ability and the the high ability and the high desire, then you just need to remind them. If they have high ability but low desire, you need to motivate. And then if they have, you know, the high desire, low ability, you need to educate because they don't know it. So it's um, right. and and that you know just works well in. Every time you meet with someone about a specific project or what the, you know, what the job is to try and, and figure out what it is that they need at that moment in time. Okay, perfect. So tell us, I mean, you mentioned here Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Successful People. Right. Annette, I read that book like two times. I think I've had that book for 20 years and I... You just reminded me, I should probably go back and read it again. Is that book amazing or what? It, yeah, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I, I was, it was part of a management training course I had for one of my corporate, when I first became a manager a long, long time ago. And um, it's remained on my shelf. I still pull it out. I still remember certain things. Uh, in, you know, in today's crazy, busy world of multitasking and managing priorities, uh, the time management matrix is something that I always go back to, and that's his, you know, urgent and important. But once again, we go back to the two-by-two two chart with the four different segments um, of urgent and important. And, this is great. you know, the urgent and important, when the phone rings, it's urgent, but it may or may not be important depending on who it is. So do you have to answer everything? Um, and really – Focusing on a day-to-day basis, the heart of that triangle or of that um, matrix is focusing on what's important but not necessarily urgent. And if we go back to what's most important for business owners, it is hiring. Um, it's creating a referral path of people so that you know the people before the opportunity exists. That's being very proactive on creating that positive, motivated team. Um, it is doing in the networking. It's doing the networking, and then it's following up before you really need them. 
because that is very, very important to grow your business and to grow your contacts. Even though if you don't follow up, nothing's going to happen at that moment in time. It's not urgent, but it is so, so important. And um, that way you can minimize those crises, which is when things move from from not being urgent to being urgent because you didn't do it. Yeah, you're so funny. And it's so true. And it goes back to also what you were saying, the personal relationships to just keep them going. You know, even if it's a quick, hi, how are you? I'm thinking about you. You know, like you said, next time when you really need help from them, you know, you haven't missed a beat. So it's just easier to reconnect. Correct. So I think that's great. So we're wrapping up our show here. We have just about a minute left. But um, Annette, do you want to just tell us one more last thing? Tell us the importance of routines. How important is it for business owners to have a morning routine? It's very, that time management, that structure, how are you going to structure your day? And I'm in a service-based business, so I try and do three days of client work, is an ideal for me, uh, one day of business development, and one day of operations. So it's, you know, that's the structure that's worked for me and, and will con- keep a consistent flow of business coming in. Perfect. Um, so I think I, you need to know what your business is and how you can organize it. Uh, write it down. You know, when you write down your, your priorities, when you write down and keep an accurate calendar, your, the 90% probability that you're going to actually accomplish those goals happens. Perfect. So, you know, definitely what a have great- a plan and then execute. What a great way to wrap up the show. Well, Annette, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. And to everyone, um, I hope you have a great, productive week. Try to sit back and relax and enjoy your family during the holiday, too. So thanks again, Annette, for being part of Paying It Forward. Thank you so much, Josephine. It's definitely been my pleasure, and I appreciate everything you do for all the entrepreneurs out there. It's really, you're quite amazing. (laughs) Thanks so much, Annette. And everyone, we'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Toginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,